0: UGA Football News presents today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall. On today's Sports Report, we'll talk about University of Georgia football and more. Today's Sports Report is brought to you by Happy Sewing and Quilting, offering products that will help you show your bulldog pride. Hall Shots Photography, going above and beyond to provide pristine and professional photography for all of life's greatest moments, plus many other fine sponsors. And now, here's your host of today's Sports Report,
1: Chris Hall. Hi guys, welcome to today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall. I'm Chris Hall, your host. Matthew, not with us today, but uh, recently we had the opportunity to take some time to talk with Mike Farrell from Rivals.com. Mike, of course, is the uh, leading recruiting expert for Rivals.com, and we talked about the University of Georgia's great win over Cincinnati in the Peach Bowl. Also, we uh, talked about uh, different other things having to do with college football. Good stuff for you today on today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall. And we'll go to that program right now. Of course, uh, we who are uh, University of Georgia football fans, we were really excited about the fact that Georgia was able to pull out that win uh, on the uh, Podlesny's uh, 53-yard field goal with just a very few seconds left. Uh, And then, of course, uh, Georgia... Uh, got a uh, setback or a touchback on the final play of the game. But Georgia winning that game 24-21 over Cincinnati. And uh, But, Matt, uh, you know, for people who are interested in the University of Georgia, boy, that was a, a good football game. Uh, we were sitting on the edge of our seats, and and Matthew and I talked in one of our programs about the fact that we thought it was going to be a close game, that Cincinnati would be very motivated Uh, Georgia sometimes is not really motivated when it comes to games like this where they feel disappointed about not being in uh, the national playoffs. Uh, But uh, Cincinnati played great. Uh, Georgia was able to pull it out. That looks like it looked like it was on the edge. What was your impression uh, of that game? Cincinnati's a, a great team, and uh, what, what was your impression well, of the game?
2: Cincinnati, this was their Super Bowl, um, yeah. and they come to play for sure. Uh, it was a little bit disappointing to me from a national perspective that Georgia didn't put them away, especially with their advantage uh, in the running game and their size right. uh, offensively. You know, with the offensive line and And the way that that I think they could have just sort of pounded the football at them and worn them down. Um, But a win is a win, Um, you know, and and I just don't think they expected as much fire from Cincinnati. And it's hard to gauge that when you're dealing with a team that it has something to prove. So, you know, a, a good win, but I expected a little bit more when it comes to dominating that football game.
1: Yeah, you know? uh, And then, of course, there's been uh, speculation Dan Mullen might be headed to the NFL. And, yep. uh, you know, what are you hearing? Is that the viable thing? Is that something uh, that could happen? Is Dan Mullen already wore Is welcome out in Florida and, uh, going either way? What, what do you think? What are you hearing? Yeah,
2: I mean, they, they uh, would love to have him back, obviously. I think he's interested in the pros. I, I, he's never been a guy who's loved recruiting. Um, yeah. Yeah think if you know the atlanta falcons throw a ton of money at him and want him to be their coach then that's what they're going to do um these guys are all in interesting positions um because of the lack of minority hires in the nfl so right got urban meyer linked to jacksonville you got dan mullen linked to atlanta you got um you know others other coaches like jim arbaugh will get interest obviously and and we don't know what's going to happen there um brian kelly at notre dame will get interest but you know there's a lot of pressure from the nfl to uh hire minorities and give them an opportunity as they should because there's only three head coaches that are minorities in the nfl so i think affect a lot of things um you know if atlanta goes from Raheem Morris, who gave that team kind of a a little bit of a boost, even though they didn't win down the stretch, uh, to a Dan Mullen, um, you know, optically, it's just not a good look. um, But it really comes down to the owner and what he wants to do. And I think it's very possible that that Dan Mullen could be an NFL guy. Now, if he interviews and comes back, he loses his team in respect, and he loses recruiting a bit, too, because... That's going to stay with him. That's going to stay right. with him. Recruiting, and everybody's going to say, "Why go to Florida when he's going to enter for the NFL?" And that's where right. he really wants to be. So, yeah. it, it's risky, you know, to do that unless going 100% to get the job and in the NFL
1: yeah and, and speaking of recruiting of course we we had you on a while back and we were talking about recruiting and uh of course you're an expert when it comes to recruiting uh and uh the, and different aspects of that uh, georgia had a, a, a what would you you guys had them finally at number four i think uh, in the country the number four classes is, is that right as is anything since we have talked to you last anything uh, changed in that regard georgia's still up there pretty good
2: Yeah, they're five, Um, and and when you talk about average star rating, which is important, and and not the the beginning and end of all, because people look at our point system and they're like, it's flawed, you're only taking the top 20 guys. Right. That's just fair for everybody involved. I mean, Notre Dame has 27 commitments, Alabama has 26, Georgia has 20. Those teams shouldn't get an advantage over Georgia because they're taking more kids and they got more room. Um, but average star ranking is also devalued a bit when you take a kicker or a long snapper because um, right. those guys are never going to be four stars. So 3.9 average star ranking is excellent. They're not going to finish number one. It'll be the first time in three years that that happens. They didn't close as well as they would have liked on certain kids. Um, but it's still an excellent class. I mean, you yeah, got two five stars and, and 14 four stars here. Talent is never going to be the problem in Georgia um i just don't know you know they came so close uh, with that devonta smith touchdown uh, yeah. pass, winning the national championship i don't know if they're going to get that close again i do have them however as a, a very very good playoff possibility for next season and some of these freshmen are going to impact that
1: yeah yeah well uh, of course uh, the pressure i think as you continue to have these great uh, recruiting classes at the University of Georgia, I think the pressure on Kirby Smart to to produce a national championship grows. Now, if, if it continues that Georgia comes close but not quite there, what's going to be the outcome of that? I mean, if you stretch it down three or four years from now, and Georgia still is on the brink but never really crossing the goal line with a national championship... Uh, is the Georgia fan base going to get so antsy? They're going to say, well, you know, he's recruiting great, but we want that national championship. Georgia is so hungry for that. <laughs> I mean they, they, give me your crystal ball uh, the expectation. what do you What do you think the consequence uh, of that will be?
2: It'll be Mark Rick. It'll be Mark Rick, uh, yeah. oh, they won't give him as long. I think Rick was there for a decade or more and uh, you know, recruited well, uh, not as good as Kirby. You know, won his division a few times, uh, but never broke through to the, the, you know, the Georgia fans are tired of hearing 1980. It's it's just every response on social media to anything they say is 1980, and that has to change, and it has to change under Kirby Smart over the next four years or five years, or he's going to be gone. And he could have a stellar record like Rick did, um, a great reputation, and he could recruit you know, lights out, but it won't matter unless he wins at all. So, but that's the expectations at Georgia and, and that's the SEC. And that's why he gets paid millions of dollars. And that's oh. life. Um, yeah. that expectation, remain an assistant coach or, you know, go to a smaller school. So I, I really don't have any sympathy. You know, there's, there's certain coaches that want recruiting ratings lower, which is kind of weird, um, yeah. because they don't want the expectations. You know, all my class is eight, country really like that knocked down to 15th and I'm like yes yeah. well we don't do that yeah so move them up or down just <laughs> do
1: they actually call you and ask you that do they really
2: that question asked many times uh, mostly up you know can I can I yep. get this class up and they do have bonuses involved with it I mean you know there's certain yeah coaches that have quarter of a million dollar bonuses involved with how many four or five stars wow. so there's money on the line but but overall You know, with recruiting come expectations in the SEC, when you see Alabama doing it consistently and and they've had the top class eight of 10 years under Saban and and he's won numerous titles and Kirby's won three straight and he's got nothing to show for it from a national title perspective, people will get antsy. And, And you look at the teams above them in our recruiting rankings, Alabama, Ohio State's won recently and they're in the title game. LSU won last year. Clemson's won two and in the playoff. And then there's Georgia. Um, So they're kind of the odd team out when it comes to recruiting rankings. And and that will have to change on the field.
1: Yeah, uh, well, we're looking, you know, Georgia fans are really looking forward to next year with JT Daniels coming back and uh, James Cook coming back. Uh, Devontae Wyatt uh, coming back and a good recruiting class coming in. Let's kind of turn the page a little bit and uh, go to the Heisman Trophy. Uh, Devontae Smith, uh, the uh, Heisman uh, Trophy winner for uh, 2020, certainly deserving of that. That is no surprise whatsoever. My, my prediction was for uh, Mac Jones simply because he's a quarterback. You know, Heisman, the Heisman Trophy seems to be a quarterback kind of thing. But uh, I have absolutely no qualms with uh, Devontae Smith being the Heisman Trophy winner, a fantastic player, former commit to Georgia, I might add, before he uh, flipped and went to, uh, to Alabama. One surprise for me uh, was the fact that Justin Fields was seventh in the voting uh, for uh, the Heisman Trophy. Of course, uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, was number two in the voting, Mac Jones uh, number three, then Kyle Trask, uh, Najee Harris number five. Uh, Brees Hall from Iowa State, number six, and then Justin Fields. Was that a surprise uh, to you, first of all? Uh, are, are you, 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 I'm sure you're in agreement with Devontae Smith being the winner. But what about Justin Fields at number seven?
2: Um, we're, we're living in a world now uh, where people are a prisoner of the moment. And what you've done for last week is what people judge things on. And it's very frustrating. Um, you know, Justin Fields didn't have a great game against Indiana, and he had a very poor game against Northwestern, and that eliminated all his chances. And I get that, you know. Yeah. Is he yeah. still one of the top two talents in college football? Yeah, I'm rolling out my feral 50 this week um, of the 50 best players in college football, and Justin Fields is in the top five easily. Um, I think a case could have been made for Najee Harris, but I loved Monte Smith having received this award because it opens things up for wide receivers. Right. Um, and when then, was the
1: last time that a wide receiver won? I, was, uh, I know I read that somewhere. Desmond Howard
2: 100 years ago.
1: Yeah, I mean,
2: was, uh, yeah. Um, Desmond. And there's guys like Julian Blackman at Oklahoma State and Michael Crabtree at Texas Tech that were on top 25 teams that put up numbers better than Devontae Smith. And of course, this right. is an important season, but, but this is an all SEC schedule and what he's done is, is amazing. Now, Had Jalen Waddle been healthy, the numbers would have been diminished a bit. Had Trevor Lawrence not missed three games, because you have to remember, two with COVID and then the cancellation of the Florida State game, uh, his stats would have been enough to give him the Heisman Trophy, because it is a quarterback award. But I'm glad a wide receiver. Um, I think Dustin Fields redeemed himself in the playoff, and I'm glad he did
1: yeah um, boy he had a great game wow yeah because all
2: these guys these draft guys and i dabble in the draft too because i've known these kids for so long and i, I do scout them at the college level as well you know all of a sudden you saw on mock drafts that justin fields was a fourth quarterback and he went from number two to the jets all the way down to like the teens and zach wilson was suddenly the guy who was going to be picked second and, and and other players even i saw mac jones ahead of him justin fields in one mock draft and i'm like You guys are crazy Um, from a talent perspective. Dustin Fields is number two to Trevor Lawrence. And then there's a lot after him to Zach Wilson or Kyle Trask or anybody else. Um, You know, North Dakota State kid, Trey Lance, like any of these guys are big drop offs So but but again, the numbers, they only played six games. He didn't have the statistics. So I, I get that Fields wasn't higher. But I, I, like I said, I, everybody was counting him out after Northwestern, and now they're talking about how tough he is and how great he is again. And, and that's what we live in, this Twitter world of Justin Field sucks two weeks ago, and now he's great. Now he's no. a
1: great thing. Yeah, <laughs> oh. I, I understand. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about the national championship game coming up, of course. January 11th, we think. Uh, a lot of COVID discussion going on about that, but uh, so far – uh, so good uh, for January 11th. Ohio State and Alabama. Ohio State seven and O on the year. Alabama, of course, 12 and O. Uh, and the Alabama Crimson Tide uh, uh, winning over, uh, uh, you know, getting into the ball game uh, with a, a big win. And uh, and so uh, you got Ohio State now and Alabama. I, it should be a great game should be a good game but i you know my my heart is with the sec but also my head i, I look at the two teams I, I just think alabama is is the better team but you never know in games like this right uh, so I, i'm taking alabama what do you think
2: i have alabama too but you know i i also felt that clemson would beat ohio state and and uh-huh. that was not even a close football game um you know the question marks I had about Ohio State going into that game were their defensive backs. Um, it's it's not a great group. They play a lot of off coverage. But Clemson didn't have the wide receivers to really take advantage of that, nor did they have the running game up front, the physicality of the offensive line to keep Ohio State off balance. Um, those guys didn't have to worry about the run so they could stay back and, and no big plays were really made. And against Alabama, you've got a very, very formidable offensive line. You've got a great running back. We can not only run and catch the ball. So you're going to have to play up closer to the line of scrimmage. And that's where the Devonte Smiths and Mechies and uh, the rest of them. And who knows? Waddle's rumored that he might play. Um, that's where they could hurt you. But I will say this. I think it's going to be a good game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. And I think that's great for college football because right. You know, Justin Fields seems to be on a little bit of a mission since that Northwestern game. Uh, Chris Olave is a tremendous receiver. Garrett Wilson is a tremendous receiver. They got talented tight ends. Their offensive line is as good as Alabama's. Trey Sermon's a downhill guy. They score on Alabama. The biggest issue is going to be the big plays, and I think Alabama will have a couple more and win this by a touchdown.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, that's the way it is in college football now. But what do you think? I don't think it's going to be like a 14-9 to game at all. I think, uh, you know, these defenses are just going to try to kind of hold the other guy down while their offense uh, scores. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I, you know, if you have two good quarterbacks, you, you, there's just no way to have a 14-9 to game. There's no way to defense right. stuff defense is, is at such a disadvantage in college football in so many ways now, um, targeting just being the latest addition, but you know, you can't touch guys beyond this point of the line of scrimmage. Uh, any play it, that's a, a 50 50 ball is going to be called against the defensive back for interference. Mostly, um, the wide receivers can get away with, with subtle push-offs, um, Your defense just doesn't really have a chance to slow people down. So I see a high-scoring game as well. Um, I'm not sure what the over is in Vegas, but they usually know pretty well, uh, and I'm sure it's high. Um, I'm looking for a bit of a shootout. I think it's going to come down to big plays and mistakes, Um, and I think Ohio State is probably going to just make maybe one or two mistakes that alabama just doesn't make because alabama simply does not make mistakes
1: yeah a good football team is good uh, as good of an alabama football team as i have ever seen in reality and uh, just a really good football team i think vegas had alabama at a point favorite the last time i saw uh so you know that made me holding true or not uh one final note and uh, mike farrell from rivals.com with us today on uh, today's sports report and uh, we appreciate you taking time to be with us uh Uh, Mike, but uh, one other thing, uh, Steve uh, Sarkeesian going to uh, Texas, Uh, of course, the offensive coordinator for uh, the University of Alabama, now the head uh, football coach at Texas. I didn't see that one coming. Uh, What do you think about the hire and will it have an effect on the national championship game?
2: Uh, It was interesting because we thought Tom Herman had survived. They blew out Colorado in the bowl game. Um, You know, if he was going to be fired, a lot of people thought it would be before signing day or during the season. So there was kind of a, a sense of relief from everybody that, okay, we're, you know, and, and relief is sometimes good, sometimes bad, but we're going to see another year of Tom Herman. Uh, and then out of the blue on Saturday that he's fired and, and instantly came out that, that Sarkeesian was the guy that wanted and, and, and targeted at an agreement. Him, I thought, you know, it was urban or bust urban Meyer or bust um but it was i think they were afraid he was going to get another um good job at the nfl level um i think they really wanted him and his his offensive ability at texas with some of the young talent they have um my question is going to be is how will he recruit he's a good recruiter he had the number one recruiting class in the country at usc in 2015 but that's usc um yeah you- Geographical advantage. Now you've got AM, Oklahoma, LSU, Alabama, you name it. Everybody's in the state of Texas, Ohio State, um, trying to get these kids. So that's going to be his biggest challenge. But from what I understand, this was a recruiting move more than anything else to save the 2022 class, which is a very, very deep class in the state of Texas. Get those kids on board and let Sarkeesian work with the young talent and, and hope it works out. I, I don't know if it will. Uh, but I, I will say this, it's embarrassing for Texas to not be Texas for the last 10 years. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's a somewhat easy job.
1: Yeah, yeah, and there's such a recruiting base in Texas. And you're right, Texas has not been Texas for so long. Boy, you're talking about a pressure cooker to produce. Uh, that That football position at the University of Texas. You, you better get it going, and you better get it going pretty quick. Uh, the, that fan base uh, is so hungry now to see Texas back, and they should be. They they ought to be with uh, the recruiting base they have and just the appeal that the University of Texas has. But, boy, they lose a lot of players out of the state of Texas to teams like Georgia and Florida and Ohio State, as you say. Uh, so I don't know. I, I don't that would uh, uh, God bless Steve Sarkeesian. He's a good guy, and uh, he's a good coach. Uh, he's got a kind of proven record, but, boy, that's going to be a tough one. Well, Mike, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. We're going to try to hook back up with Matthew. We lost him in the great beyond. But Happy New Year to you. And uh, tell us a little bit about how things are going at Rivals.com. And, people, I love your post. Uh, you know, I am Facebook friends with you, and I, I check on you almost on a daily basis for things that you put out every day uh, and i would encourage people to uh to hook up with uh, mike farrell uh, because if you want to know what's happening in in recruiting or in college football uh for me he's an a number one source tell us how people can catch up with you and uh, and uh, keep up to date with what you're posting and and the information you share
2: yeah we have a great georgia site ugasports.com um you know and, and we support them from a national level you know with all sorts of recruiting updates and news and I'm an opinionated person um, and I'm not afraid to be so in the recruiting business or in college football business. So follow me at Rivals Mike on Twitter. You know, you'll you'll get realism. If you don't want that, then don't follow me because right. I, I will burst some bubbles. Um, I will say some bad things about programs that aren't succeeding. And I will say good things about programs that are. And And on Instagram, I'm at Rivals Godfather. Um I'm building TikTok now, which is hilarious.
1: Yeah, that's uh, funny. Hi <laughs> yeah, Farrell I'm, on TikTok. Oh boy! I have a on there too. You know, Are you gonna dance on I'm TikTok?
2: Not, not dance, not once, not ever. Oh, okay. ever right. dance. Um it's just my head, my floaty head, talking about stuff. So, um, but yeah, I, I think. The, the, the interesting things in college football on a daily basis, like today with Tennessee, with the hiring freeze and, and the transfer, Barrett Gilbert, and whether he's going to go to Tennessee and now he might go to Georgia or someplace else. I'm going to talk about all that stuff on a daily basis every day, and I love it. So if you follow me, feel free to interact and, uh, and let me know what you think. I don't care if it's good or bad, um, and that's the fun part about this job.
1: Yeah, well, Mike, thank you so much. It's it's good to have you on our program today. And we'll hook back up with you in the near future and talk some more about college football because we love it around here. And we love the big G, as you can see behind us. Uh, but thank you, Mike, for being with us today. Okay, no problem. We'll be back on today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall in just a moment.
0: Don't go away. We'll be back in just a moment with more of today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall.
3: Hall Shots Photography, featuring the work of award-winning photographer and Georgia football lover Matthew Hall, is a proud sponsor of today's Sports Report. While Matthew is at home on the sidelines of Sanford Stadium taking beautiful action shots of another Bulldog victory, he also specializes in other types of photography, including landscapes, portraits, weddings, and promotional photos to help promote your business or your special cause. Matthew is also a trained videographer, and he loves capturing those always exciting high-in-the-sky drone shots. Matthew has been the camp photographer for various football camps, including those featuring Roquan Smith, Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, and other Bulldog greats. You can check out Matthew's work on Facebook at Hall Shots Photo and on Instagram at Hall Shots Photography. You can contact Matthew at HallShotsPhotography at gmail.com. That's HallShotsPhotography at gmail.com. Matthew has a camera, and he'll travel to get that right shot for you. Contact him today.
4: Happy Sewing and Quilting is a proud sponsor of today's sports report. Happy Sewing and Quilting offers custom and professionally made items that will help you show your Bulldog pride. How about a custom and professionally made 100% cotton face mask featuring beautiful Bulldog fabric? Of course, everyone in your family will need more than one. And just like the Bulldogs on game day, Happy Sewing and Quilting can and will deliver. From custom made face masks, to baby bibs, to tote bags and more, Happy Sewing and Quilting will help you get ready for game day or any day you want to let the world know you love the Georgia Bulldogs. If you're interested in items featuring the colors and logos of other teams, or if you're interested in non-sports related items that meet your taste and show off your style, Happy Sewing & Quilting will be more than happy to help you. For more information, you can contact Happy Sewing & Quilting at ahall1921 at hotmail.com. That's A-H-A-L-L-1921 at hotmail.com. Contact them today.
0: Thank you for joining us, and welcome back to today's sports report with Matthew Hall. All
4: right, well,
1: guys, it's been a it's been a good uh, it's been a good time here on today's sports report uh, with uh, Matthew Hall. It's been good to have Mike Farrell with us on our uh, program today. Good information that he has shared with us about the University of Georgia Bulldogs. And so we're going into the offseason, and we'll have all kinds of information for you. Recruiting time is uh, coming back up. The, I, I guess the uh, later recruiting time uh, is coming back up. And so uh, the, we're going to wrap up our program. Thank you for joining us today, and we'll get back with you soon here on Today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall.
0: Thank you for joining us for this edition of Today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall. We thank our many fine sponsors for making our program possible. Be sure to join us for our next program as we keep you up to date with University of Georgia football and more. Until then, be safe and go, dogs.